Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you want to know about alternate platforms that you can follow the Master's Voice Prophecy blog on, just look in the description box below. Simply hit the drop-down menu, and it's going to drop down, and you will find a little blurb about what this video is about. And you can see all the different audio and video platforms where you can follow the blog. Thanks to the Lord God continually expanding this platform. There's so many choices now. And on some of the choices that are off YouTube, such as in audio, Spotify, SoundCloud, and in video, Brighteon and BitChute especially, but also Rumble, that's where you can get access to some of the prophecies that can no longer be hosted here on YouTube, such as information about 2020, what really happened in 2020, why was the world shut down, what was that vaccine rollout about, things like that. Those prophecies can no longer be hosted here, but you can always find them on the alternate platforms. I have several dreams to get through today, and with the grace of God, I'm going to be able to do so. The first one is from today. So... Sometime toward early morning, I had a dream, and the title of this prophecy is The Conservative, A Public Showing. That's right. The title of this prophecy, which is a dream, which has multiple parts, it is The Conservative, A Public Showing. Date is December 6th, 2023. And so this dream that I had, I've had this dream more than once. I've had this dream at least, I would say maybe two times before, but the problem is that every time I had the dream, I would not remember the dream. And I've, I've shared many times in the old videos that sometimes it happens if I'm very tired, I'm not going to be able, my soul is not going to be able to really hold on. My soul, my spirit will not be able to hold on to the information that the Lord is showing me because I'm tired. And many people suffer from that. They have dreams. But because they're tired or more often because their spirit man is extremely weak, they're not able to hold on to the images and the information that the Holy Spirit is showing them. And so they wake up troubled. And you see examples of that, such as King Nebuchadnezzar and also Pharaoh. They had dreams. And in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's case, he completely forgot about the dream. And Pharaoh remembered his dream, but he couldn't interpret. He couldn't rightly interpret the information that he was shown. And so sometimes if I'm tired, I don't remember, or if the dream itself is not clear, I won't remember. And sometimes, as I've shared, if the information is extremely pertinent, if the information is extremely spiritually pertinent, sometimes the enemy attacks the information. He attacks the dream. He attempts to muddle the dream or he attempts to steal it so that when I wake up, I forget. So I've had this dream twice before, and I think more recently when I had the dream, I remembered one scene. So I'm going to go ahead and describe that scene. And then I will go into what this dream is showing us for the time here in the United States. This is definitely a dream that is for the United States. So the first time I remember having this dream, it was a snippet of the dream that I remembered. And what I saw was a dark haired man. He was not an old man. I would say he's 40s, maybe early 50s, but looking good for his age, a dark-haired man wearing a very nice suit, black or navy blue. And he was standing at a podium and he was making a speech and his family was standing right there next to him. And the whole vibe and the appearance of this scene that I remembered when I woke up, the first time I thought I might have had a dream, was it's the kind of speech that 
a politician makes when he's conceding to his opponent. So when he's lost, maybe there's a race or, you know, even the highest office, the presidency. When you're not successful and the results have come out and enough results have come out to let you know that you're not going to win, then most politicians, they make a concession speech. And this man was standing there and he was making what seemed like a concession speech, but I couldn't hear anything. It's just a picture that I remember. His wife was standing right next to him and either he was holding his child, a young uh, a, a daughter, he was holding a daughter on his hip, or his wife was holding the daughter and standing next to him and, you know, gazing at him with this, just this look as he was speaking. And so that's what I remember. But this time I had the dream near morning. I had the dream about near 7 a.m. And as soon as the dream was over, I suddenly became aware that I was awake. So the Lord just took all the sleep away. And he does that so that I will not go back into active dreaming, but I will wake up, especially when it's a problematic dream. So I got the whole dream now. And here it is. I dreamt that somebody called me and said that I had been selected for a very special screening of a movie that was coming out that day. So I got a call and I was told, you've been selected. It's a special screening. The movie's premiering tonight and we want you to be part of a selected audience. So please arrive at this and this time, at this and this cinema, and everything else will be taken care of. Now, if you remember just a few days ago, I made a video where I said that this exact thing happened, except that a fancy invitation was mailed to my house. And I was part of a group of people selected to go to a very lavish party that turns out it was being hosted by China. All the, in, all the invited guests were Americans with a few from other nations. But the party in all its lavishness was being hosted by China. Same deal. Celestial, we need you to come. Special audience, private screening and all that. And so I agreed and I went to this cinema. And when I got there, I saw that the cinema was part of a very large multiplex, a very, very, very tall building, taller than you would usually expect. We have multiplexes, but they're usually two to three floors with the cinemas on two of the floors and then games and arcade at the bottom. This thing was almost like these lavish setups that they have in Las Vegas, where they have a casino mixed with a hotel and the thing is wide and curving and just takes up a lot of prime real estate. So I was... I was impressed when I got there and I walked in and I went to the elevator bank on the ground floor and I headed to the very top floor where that's where the cinema was. So as I got off at the, at the bank of elevators, I find myself walking in and right in front of me are several doors marking where the movies will be watched. But above where the movies will be watched is this grand marquee. A marquee is that very large usually white neon sign, very big thing. And then on it, they place these block letters and they tell you the name of the movie. So it was a very big marquee and I was surprised. And I was thinking, why is this marquee inside the building? Because usually to get traffic, to get business, the marquee is supposed to be outside at street level. So people can look and see, oh, Spider-Man is showing, oh, this and that is showing. Let's go and watch it. That's how you get customers. But instead, they had this thing inside, and then underneath were a few doors. And so I walk in, and there are very few people milling around in the front. And as I'm watching, these people are choosing their movie. Now, this is how it was. The marquee was not split exactly. But on the left side of the marquee, the title said, The Conservative Dash 
a public showing. That's what it said on the left side. It was only one movie. On the right side of the marquee, there were four movie titles listed one under the other, under the other, three or four movies, but I think four. Most people were coming up, looking, choosing from among the four movies and then going into a theater. But when I came up, I was standing and I was thinking, is someone supposed to meet me here? Am I supposed to just do what the other people are doing? So I moved from the elevators and I moved forward and I was trying to decide what should I watch. But when I looked at the movie that said The Conservative, it was very clear to me, The Conservative, a public showing. But whenever I looked at the other four movies, I couldn't read the titles. They weren't blurred. They were right there. It was as if I just could not see them. I could see that there was writing, but I couldn't see what it was. And as I was standing there, a person walked up to me. I can't say if it was a man. I can't say if it was a woman. A person walked up to me and they appeared to be dressed in a very nice tweed coat, an outdoor coat, but at the same time, the person wasn't there. I, I could... I could hear a person talking to me, but I wasn't hearing words going into my ears. The person was there, person-shaped, and at the same time, I was seeing nobody. There was a shape with clothes on it, and at the same time, there was nobody, and this is what the person said. Hi, Celestial. Thanks for coming. I can see you're undecided about what to watch, but I can tell you, if you watch The Conservative, you won't be disappointed. It's a sure win for a person like you. It's the kind of movie you'll enjoy. Trust me, you should go see it. So while they're talking to me, my eyes are just, you know, naturally roving the marquee. Why is this person trying to tell me to watch The Conservative? What is The Conservative anyway? I'm looking at it, it's a lone movie, and then all the other movies are there. I can't see what they are, but I'm listening to what the person is saying. And just as I'm thinking, the person moves in front of me and blocks my view to the four movies. He moves closer, or she moves closer, they move closer, and they block my view to look at the four movies. And they say this again, and I can hear a voice in me, but not a voice going into my ears. Watch The Conservative. I brought you here to see it. You need to see that movie. It's the right kind of movie for you. Hurry and take a seat. It's almost beginning. And so, with this person advising me on what choice of movie to make, I'm looking far back and I'm standing there in front of them, and I see the last few people trickle in. Not a single person went to watch The Conservative. Not a single person went in to the movie called The Conservative, A Public Showing. They all went to one of the four, and so I decided, okay, I'll go in. And so my, myself, that was closer to the doors, I went in, and then from the elevators, I saw that as soon as I went into the movie, the door shut and sealed so that nobody else could come in. The door was shut and sealed behind me so that nobody else could come into that movie. And I'm here to tell you that I do not remember that movie. I saw myself go in, I actually went in, but I can't remember the movie at all. However, here is what the movie was about, given to me by the Lord. A Republican candidate, high on the ascent. High on the ascent means a guy that has a great future, a guy that is having a great career. So this is somebody who's already a Republican. He's not a rookie. He's a man who's already gotten his feet wet in politics, a man who already built a strong career and has a, gr a great reputation as a strong leader, a good friend, a solid Christian, a family man, and a fair politician. 
He has a great future ahead of him and his career is already doing well. He has established his chops in politics. Well, the Repub the Republican in that movie, the conservative is about a Republican who goes down for doing the kind of dirt that nobody thought him capable of. The movie was about a good man gone bad. The movie was about a man who became a slave to his desires, a man gone rogue, and then all the high-powered, tense, high-octane things, things that men do to cover up their footsteps in sin. This is what the Lord was giving me, and I wrote it down. There's no risk they won't take to cover up their tracks. There's no lie they won't tell. There's no sweat they won't sweat to hide what they've been up to. But someone is always watching in the high-powered halls of Washington, D.C. Eventually, you get caught. Eventually, somebody talks. Eventually, the buck stops somewhere. And then you're on a stage telling people somewhere who trusted you, telling them how sorry you are, telling them how ashamed you are, telling them that you know you've hurt them, and now you know you have to pay. So the last scene that I remember is the very scenario that I described at the beginning where I said that I saw a man in a very sharp, dark suit, not an older man. He, he still had youth in his face, making a speech to a bunch of people while, he, while his wife and his child were next to him. And so the father was confessing his crime at the podium. And it came into my heart that the reason these people were standing there is because this man had done something. This was not him losing a race or something. This man had done something that simply could not be washed under the bridge like that. He was confessing publicly, but all I could focus on was not him or how sorry he said he was or his wife that was just giving him this stare that was very hard to interpret. All I could think about is look at how these people are using their child for optics. Using a child for optics simply means that you know that the public is going to be angry no matter what you do, no matter what you say. So you bring the baby in to give this impression of a family man who made a mistake, a good man who loves his wife and child. A lot of the times, people get distracted by what's coming out of someone's mouth because of how they look, because of the situation of environmental white noise. So you're looking at the outside and it's very hard for you to pay attention to the information that is coming. They do that in drug adverts all the time. They'll be telling you that a particular drug new on the market, it does this and it does that. And they show you visuals of a woman happy with her husband, or they show you an elderly couple going on a cruise or a young boy playing with his dog. Meanwhile, what they're saying in the ad is, this thing could stop your liver. This thing can affect your gallbladder. This thing can give you a stroke or a heart attack or even cause the side effect, as they call it, named death. But your ears don't hear the danger because your visual cue is much stronger and you're paying attention to what you look at. And so I remember simply being disgusted that these people had brought their daughter on the podium to make it seem like we're such a tight-knit, happy family, and the little girl was too big to be held. She had gone way past the comfortable point that you can hold a toddler, and her legs were dangling down, and that's basically all I remember from that scene. Now, as soon as I woke up, as soon as I woke up, names were coming into my heart, and the first name that kept coming as I was writing the dream down, because the Lord was directing me, capture the dream, write it down, was Marco Rubio. That is the name that came to me. But other names that I got from the Lord this morning are Chuck Schumer, 
And also this man who is always freezing nowadays in public, Mitch McConnell. And lastly, a female name given to me was Marjorie Taylor Greene. And the Lord was laying on me a strong feeling that these people's names are linked to this kind of dream that I had. A conservative, the conservative, a public showing. A public showing means that something that is normally private is going to be brought out in public. But if you think of the way the Lord did this dream, the information was up in a hidden place on the very top floor of a building. And the only person that was invited to come and see this information was one person. So it definitely was not being as publicly revealed as the dream was intimating, but God is showing a time where the things that are done in secret, the things that are just shown to me here in my house upon my bed, they will be publicly shown to everyone on the TV. I have said all these years that the TV is going to be the star of the show in American homes because all the things that I'm telling you here on this relatively small channel are going to be beamed into every home in the United States and even people who are foreigners around the world are going to see some of the things that God will expose as, expose as he brings America to her knees. So the names Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Marjorie Taylor Greene were given to me by the Lord. And the Lord specifically said that the things that Chuck Schumer will be exposed for will involve children and Mitch McConnell also. And then after that, another thing that I had seen in my dream was numbers being shown in the newspaper. So I am not sure of the significance of this. I was simply seeing the newspaper and several numbers, one above the other, were being highlighted in the newspaper, but unfortunately I am not aware of what the numbers mean. The numbers are 60249, or it could have been 6249, and the last number is 6246. And here is the explanation the Lord gave me about the dream that I had. Republican senators and lawmakers are going to be exposed for their crimes and the wickedness and the sin that they do. God says that they will be exposed for human trafficking. They will be exposed for using porn. They will be exposed for molesting children and also for adulteries creeping around and having affairs. The Lord also said that there are a lot of these men and women of the cloth. This is people who are in church. So they're not politicians, men and women of the cloth, church clergy, pastors, deacons, assistants, um, choir leaders, administrators, people who are even sitting on the church board. He says that many of these people are also Republicans but God says he's going to expose them for human trafficking and severe sexual abuse that they do to people in the church and outside. So this is not a channel that hides away from speaking of the wickedness and the wretchedness of the people who run and sometimes own churches. Here, I am not afraid to name names, the names that God has given me, they have all been named. And when, if he gives me any further names, they will be named. I'm here to serve God in transparency and completion. You will never hear here, there was a certain guy. If I have the name of the guy, the guy's name is coming out and let the trees fall and lie where they may. Church people 
do a lot of dirt. And so do political people. And God is saying that on the Republican side, the sexual abuse, the porn use, the child molestation, the having affairs with men when you are a man and having affairs with women when you are a woman and then pretending that you are also church-based and vice versa, people who are not politicians, but they are church clergy and they also happen to be part of the Republican party. The Lord says that human trafficking and severe, severe sexual abuse in the church and to others outside. So this is being a pastor, but perhaps also owning a business and sexually abusing your secretary or grooming people outside in different areas of work. Maybe you're a pastor and you coach the local softball team and you are grooming those children and trying to get them to send you inappropriate pictures or you're sending inappropriate material to them, whether it's in church or outside, God says that Republicans are going to be exposed. Republicans are going to be exposed for a lot of dirt that they do in the government, not just in politics but a lot of side activity that they are involved in. So God is saying not only their dirty deeds in politics, I've covered their dirty deeds in public, um, in politics about four years ago. The prophecy was in June of 2019 and it's called what you never heard before part one. But God says that they also get involved. Republicans get involved in a lot of side activity. And he says it's the kind of thing that if the public knew they were involved in it, they would never ever vote them into office. So you've got these squeaky clean McLeans running for office, making promises, and yet their personal lives, if the public knew that they like bondage and S&M and child porn, and that they're part of human trafficking rings, and that they're part of the blood drinking elites that I have been talking about here, since 2020, when I brought the prophecy blood to drink, if the public knew who these people really were, God says that they would never, ever vote them into office. As a result of scandal and mass exposure that is coming to the Republican party, data leaks is what God says. The public is going to have to wake up as to who these people that they love look up to and keep saying, if only we had so-and-so and so-and-so should get another term and let's help so-and-so keep his seat. Make sure you go and vote. So so-and-so keeps his seat. He's a good man. God says that he's going to show you who these good men and women are that you love so much. Data leaks are coming. The Lord says that cell phones are holding a lot of incriminating audio and visual evidence video evidence, even text messages. And this is going to get leaked and topple powerful people in the U.S. government. When he says U.S. government, now he's talking about both sides of the aisle. No stone left unturned. A wave of scandal is coming. And at the end of it, a lot of usual suspects, quote marks, will be removed from their places in the party, some of them for good. So people have the goods on these people that are standing in front of us and being squeaky clean. I know one thing that the Lord told me is that he said that a prominent gay politician in America is not gay, that that man regularly sleeps with women and is only running on the gay platform to pretend because it is a very active and niche market at this time. That is what the Lord said, that there are some who are gay who have climbed to power on the back of LGBTQJG, but at the same time, they are not 
They are playing a public part and they are doing it simply because this is a hot ticket to success in the United States. If you support the letter lifestyles, the alternate lifestyles, you are on a steady rocket trip to the top. But the Lord says that there are men who are sleeping with women to indulge their natural desire for women and then living a front man gay life simply to hold political office. And so the next thing the Lord was saying to me is a lot of wives, senators' wives, governors' wives, pastors' wives, and the spouses of other prominent Republicans are going to try and stand by their man, but they're not going to be able to do it. And this is exactly how he said it. Stand by your man is even a song in America. So senators' wives, pastors' wives, wives of other prominent Republicans are going to try and stand by their man, but God says that these women are not going to be able to do it. He says these women will not be able to stand the heat in the kitchen. The crimes that will be exposed are too deep. He said too criminal. The crimes are too deep, too criminal. And the exposure will be like lava when it hits the public. In some cases, it will just be too personal to be overlooked or covered over. So these women will not be able to diminish what their husbands have done by standing next to them, holding the baby, as I saw in the dream. And he says that they will be unable to go through with a show of solidarity, which is pretending that it's a happy home and that you know he did wrong, but you're planning to stand by your man. Hillary Clinton did this. Hillary Clinton did this during the Bill, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky saga. She made a very public show of standing by her man. And so this is what God is saying. These wives are going to try to act like they can weather the storm with their husband. But he says, the wives will depart from these men because the depth of scandal they're involved in will prove too deep for them to hold or weather. Too deep for them to hold means think of a very hot coal, an impossibly hot burning coal. And someone says, hey, hold this. You're going to toss it. You're going to go, ooh, ah, ah, ah. But eventually the heat of it, God says they won't be able to hold it and they will not be able to bring themselves to weather these storms with these men and they're going to leave them. So the Lord says, look for public breakups, look for divorces, and then later down the line, look for talk show confessions too. And that's the usual, that's the usual pattern it's not enough to divorce without going on a talk show and talking about my eight years of hell or bringing out the full story or writing a tell-all book. And so God says we're going to see the initial explosion of the sin or the crime coming out. And then there's going to be an attempt to, to surround the situation with solidarity, you know, to, to batten down the hatches, to, to pull together and to make it look like, no, our family is processing. But eventually God says, these ladies are going to leave public breakups, divorces, and then later on in life, details will start coming out. And at this time, I thought it wise to simply reference a little bit of the earlier prophecy from July the 6th, 2019. Here is the prophecy. You can go and look it up on the master's voice prophecy blog. It is called What You Never Heard Before, Part 1. And I'm going to go to the places where God is talking about how America is a nation of evil princes. So when the Lord is saying princes, leaders, he's basically talking about 
the political elite. He's talking about the very, very wealthy, the ones that you call the top 1% or whatever the case may be, the people who sit at the very top, which God has revealed, pulling most of the strings in the country, which God has revealed. They pull the strings according to certain agendas given to them by otherworldly beings that they are serving as lords and masters. So to those who are atheists, you don't believe in anything. This conversation is going to seem like foolishness to you, but the true foolishness is to live in a fish pond and hear that there are sharks in the water and think, no, it's just us koi and salmon. There's nothing dangerous in here. God says that America is Babylon and Babylon is a nation of evil princes who grow fat off the sweat of the people. And he says that the nation has come under a curse because of their greed. They squeeze taxpayer dollars out of ordinary citizens. And even though they are squeezing this out of people, God says, it's not enough for them. He says that the leaders are extremely corrupt and they are always seeking to receive gifts to themselves and also flesh as payment. This flesh is the sex trade that goes on in political circles and that goes on in rich and wealthy families, trading your wife to sleep with someone else so that you can get a promotion, trading your teenage daughter, trading your underage son to people of higher power than yourself who show interest in them and say, you know, your 14 year old is looking very interesting. What about a sleepover with my daughter? But just the way this 65 year old man is talking you who are in the industry you who play the game you know that this person is basically saying that um it's that movie with i think his name is robert redford it's just an, an invitation one night with your child could get you on the circuit court it could get you on the judge's bench it could get you on the supreme court and so the lord is saying that america is a very rotten and corrupted nation that these princes, they take food and meat and wine and drink. This is how often the lobbyists take them out to bespoke restaurants for custom-made meals. Take them out on yachts, get them custom-made golf clubs, get them personalized gifts. Gifts corrupts a person. Gifts corrupt justice. It talks about that in the book of Proverbs all the time, that bribes corrupt the heart and they pervert justice. If you pay a person as a judge and you give him gifts, he cannot be impartial when he sits on the bench to adjudicate a matter where you have an interest. He's in your pocket. He will do all that is within his power without being seen by the general public to make sure that justice swings your way. God says that the princes take holidays and trips and presents and jewelry and many other tokens of servitude to make their presence felt on the Senate floor. So you're sitting and you're watching that channel that plays 24 hours a day and thinking, oh, they're voting on this bill and, you know, our lawmakers. And God says that all the hustling has taken place off camera. And now those people are just there to cast votes that have been bought. The Lord says they even take male and female servants, male and female concubines to satisfy their unending lusts. They abuse human flesh and then they say, you've done well, we'll be in touch. Does anyone remember this phrase? This phrase showed up in 
2022, in the middle of the year, when I was doing the prophecy series that is called the sodomy ritual. And I was saying that the Lord says the same phrase that politicians use when they sleep with young women and young men, when they sleep with a man's wife that they've been eyeing for a while and they know the man wants to be police chief or they know he wants to be sheriff, then they say, well, you know, Donna is a beautiful woman. And then the husband knows what that means. And the Lord says that some of these couples, the couples that want to level up, they even have conversations about it. They have conversations about it. And then the wife agrees to make this sacrifice so that her husband can be upwardly mobile. But God says that later, um, the women end up in bitterness. They end up in rage. And some of them even get sick. Because if you know that your husband has traded you, your husband traded you in the 80s and you did it because you took one for the team. And then later, now when your husband is a judge, your husband starts fooling around on you. All of a sudden, he's interested in the court stenographer and things like that. That makes you bitter because you know that you were the bargaining chip that that man used when his hair was still dark to get ahead. So he used you and you agreed to be used as a wife to build his career. But now you've had children for him and you are not as all svelte as you used to be in the old days. And now he's looking at a lawyer in court or he's looking at one of the stenographers and he's fooling around on you. And God says that thing causes bitterness to sit in the women. And I said that I was seeing visions of these women who were traded in the early years and their husbands might have traded them more than once because there's no limit on climbing to the top. Please bear in mind that the top is a long ladder with many rungs. Men get hungry. Men want more. And so they come back to their wives and they say, oh, you know, another person. And there are some wives who are socially ambitious. These are the things that the Lord was showing me all the way back in 2019. I've been talking about these things long before any scandals would, st would have started coming out. I don't even know if scandals of these nature um, this nature have come out yet. Some of these women are equally down for a good time. They may find their marriage boring. These are some of the things he was saying. And so they are all on board, but God says, and this is why you should understand about sin. Sin is a check that you can write, but when it's time to cash it, my friend, you will not be able to bear it. So I saw these wives Mayor's wives, governor's wives, senator's wives, house of representative wives. They were developing heart disease in the long run. They were developing nervous disposition, extreme depression, anger, outbursts of rage in public. They were having public breakdowns. They were having loss of health and vitality. They were having fainting spells shaking spells, uncontrollable shaking, and even cancer. And the Lord was showing me it is the root of hatred, rage, and anger in them because their husbands send them off to kneel. One of the, the currencies that they use is anal sex, and that's to avoid any type of unholistic, unseemly pre pregnancies. The Lord was saying that you cannot get pregnant in your backside. And so that is a favored type of favor that is traded in the political circles because then you won't get a surprise baby who's the wrong color in a family that's all one different color. And so um, the Lord said that America is a lewd, lascivious, and foul nation. 
like the frog spirits that are in the book of Revelation. He said that this is a nation that is full of the works of Jezebel because it has high perversion, but he says that it will be the nation's downfall. And another thing he says is that many husbands who are not aware of what the process is to go up are frustrated with their lack of upward mobility. You, you're a good sergeant in the police department, but you don't know why they just won't promote you. You don't know what's going on. And God says that they're actually the princes, the high ranking people. So these are all the police chiefs above you. They're all interconnected. They all know where there is a good opening, but they want to groom the right men and put them there. And God says that they will invite these men to private parties. They will invite these men to private golf. Just imagine you're a surgeon and you're I don't know what they're called, maybe captain, whoever it is that sits at the top, the police chief invites you and says, oh, come over about back to the house and come over this weekend and just spend some time with us and the kids, bring your wife and the kids. Or sometimes they just say to him, come alone. And then this man finds himself being invited into this amazing world of the boys club, the boys club. And what God was showing me there is that most men would prefer personal attention over gifts. And God says that these hunters of flesh know exactly this secret about men. And the Lord said that this is a secret about men that women don't know. Women think that men are like them. And so they treat men like they want to be treated. But God says that these judges and these police chiefs and these um, district elders and senators and higher office cops and accountants, they know what the men on the lower rungs crave. And that is appreciation and personal attention. And so they invite him to yachting parties and they invite them to private golf. He's eating food that he doesn't normally eat. They're giving him um, cognac that he's not used to and telling him, oh, it's a 1900s. And he, he doesn't know, but he just feels so pampered. And God says that these men receive staggering attention and attention is a commodity with men that is hard to beat. And that is how they groom the men on the lower level. And then finally bring out to them that, Hey, your wife is interesting. And do you think she would, she would be interesting, interested in a swingers party or something like that? So they gain and they build rapport, they gain and they build trust. So with all this going on in the political field, you can see why the Lord would then say in this prophecy, the prophecy you're listening to is called the conservative, a public showing December the 6th, 2023. You can see why God says that when this kind of backdoor dealing is exposed. So when the squealers start squealing about the deals that they've been dealing, the public will be shocked and wives who were not involved in this will be unable to stick close to their partners. It will be quite something to be a wife of someone for 15 years and then get undeniable proof that he is gay, that all these far off trips that he goes to is because he's taking a man on holiday and leaving you at home with the kids. And so God was saying that as judgment in this old prophecy he was saying as judgment for the things that these people do, they will die. Elected officials will die. They are a hateful bunch. Have they not heard that he who perverts justice and denies bread to the poor, I will not endure. They are manipulative 
puppets who play to the tune of their master Satan and their other master, money. This is a very good observation by the Holy Spirit. These people really are serving Satan on the religious side and then serving money and the highest bidder on the natural side. I said in my word, you cannot serve two masters, but you can do it when both your masters are Satan. I will remove them one by one and the lucky ones will live to tell the story. And so the prophecy all the way from June 2019 is that there will come deaths among the elected officials of the United States almost like a wave and you will start to see more and more of them dying and more and more of them buried and i was seeing a vision of the casket that gets covered by the flag another prophecy that the lord said in this message was many elected officials will lose their office he was telling me that when they run for their races they will lose and then i will expose them on all sides so many people who are assured that they're, they think they're going to keep their seat in Congress, they think that they're going to keep their seat in the Senate, they think they're going to win again the mayor, they think they're going to win again the governorship, God says that he will lose their races. And I saw their names being scrubbed out from the ballot box. They were no longer on the ticket and new names were being put in for consideration. And then here, another prophecy in the message that is called what you never heard before part one is that i saw scandals surrounding people as they were falling from grace and i saw brown envelopes that were being taken in the senate and in the lower house the house of representatives and people whose identities uh, i guess either weren't being shown or they weren't they weren't material runners were coming up to these politicians and they were carrying brown envelopes and they were bringing them to very powerful hands and so these people were opening the brown envelopes. And then when they open the envelope, then they get all pale and then they start shaking and they were terrified. And sometimes they would get up right in the middle of a session in the house or in the, of a session in the Senate and they would leave the room and they would not come back. Photographs, tapes, documented transcripts, all evidence of what they do. Now in today's prophecy, the Lord said that they're going to be what data leaks, text messages, audio, video, documents, pictures, things like that are going to be leaked and the scandals are going to come out. And in this one, it was general, but in today's prophecy, God is talking about Republicans. And I saw scandal and exposure coming to the White House itself. I saw men of high posture who like to dress up like little children and be taken advantage of by dominatrix. So a dominatrix is, I guess, one of those types of women who just wear straps and bonds and then beat you and tell you you're a bad little boy. And if anyone remembers that prophecy about um, the sex industry flop house where they trade people and high powered people come there to buy sex from underage children that are being held captive against their will. They come to rape little boys. They come to force teen boys to be with them, either to be with them where the boy is the woman or he, the politician is the woman. I said that in that prophecy, that dream, the Lord showed me that these people even come and have dinner. They have dinner served first in these places and they recognize each other from their political jobs and their powerful industry jobs, business jobs, tech, tech mogul jobs. They recognize each other, but it's all good because no one is going to reveal anyone else's identity. 
But what else did I say I saw in that dream? I said, I saw that the madam of that flop house that God was showing me had a ledger. She did not use electronics. She kept her notes by hand. She had a ledger book. And in that ledger book was every person who ever came to the flop house the first day that they ever came. And she always made sure to ask them because these things are private. You're not going to find these kinds of sick sex trafficking in the yellow pages. They are private and well hidden. She would always ask them and, um, who referred you? Because you can't go there without a referral. It's someone from inside that has to tell you what's going on there. I said, I saw men and women there, women there getting sleeping with boys who were the same ages as their sons who were still in school, 14, 15, 16 year olds, grown women who work in these political offices. They go and they have a fake romance and escapism, escapism, young romance with very, very, very young and underage men pretending for a moment to have a love life. And they leave these children in captivity and then go back to their real life. Meanwhile, they have a a relationship on the side and they're married, some of them. And the Lord said that they're sleeping with boys who are the same age as their sons who are in school. So the reason I mentioned that prophecy is because in that prophecy, one of the images that I saw going on in one of the rooms is that these, these rich people, uh, they like to dress up like little children and be told by the person who's going to beat them and then perform their fantasies. You've been a bad boy. And there was one man, a powerful man who was sitting there with a bib on and the woman was feeding him oatmeal because that's what he missed from his childhood. His mother used to feed him oatmeal. And so he was paying in that place to have someone feed him oatmeal before he does whatever else. And so, um, God was showing in this prophecy that a lot of these people have twisted desires. They like role play. And I also saw many small children being trafficked into the homes of celebrity pastors, celebrity stars, famous people, the White House, the Senate, and all levels of gubernatorial buildings and dwellings in the United States. Some of these children, I saw them coming out looking very roughed up, very much the worse for wear, which is going to happen when people abuse you in a group, or even if one man or woman does it. But I also saw that many of the children I saw going into these buildings, going into the White House, going into the stars' homes, the musicians' homes, famous people's homes, many of them did not come out at all. They died from sexual abuse and abuse of their bodies by multiple people at one time. And their remains are then disposed of for extremely high sums of money. It is not enough to steal a child in America. It is not enough to traffic a child in America. Whether you're trafficking that child in the home, that's your own child that you're sexually abusing, or you're physically molesting, by withholding education, by withholding new clothing, by withholding showers, by withholding food, It is not enough in America to take a child for rituals and rape them in a group. But then afterwards, God was showing me it is big business to dispose of the little one's bodies. Briefcase business is what he called it. Money changes hands to dispose of these children. 
I declare to you by the revelation of God that this is a thriving business of disposing of little ones because people desire the corpses for other things. And I said here, for other things which the Lord has not shown me right now. So at that time, I did not know that the baby's bodies go for food. I did not know that the raw dead baby is eaten by a certain niche group at the very, very, very top. Those people are sitting on the 40th, 40th floor. They're sitting on the 35th floor of buildings. So don't think I'm just saying every rich person, every celebrity, every star. No, this is a very tightly managed clique that draws from all walks of life, all areas of industry at the very top. And to get entry into that very top, most people have to do these things that I'm speaking of here. God says that America has a thirst for infant blood and she has carried it to all nations that she has annexed, controlled, influenced, or has ties with. And one of those primary territorial spirits is the one that governs abortion that America champions everywhere. So this is just a short look at the prophecy, what you never heard before. And now to come back to the message that the Lord gave me after I had this dream of this man confessing where God says that Republicans are going to get hit by a lot of criminal exposure, using child porn, having affairs. So having an affair is, is a sin, but it would almost to the public seem like a tame sin compared to finding out that your favorite Republican Senator or your favorite Republican Senator slashed pastor is actually a transvestite, a transgender as recently happened by a man who took his own life when he was exposed, I think he was, he was a top lawmaker or he either was a top, a sheriff or something like that. Someone definitely of political power in his town. He was a Republican. He was also a pastor. And then he was Miss Candy Kane live on the side, writing pornographic fiction and dressing up and running multiple social medias showing his face. He was discovered, he confessed to it, but I, get the back, I guess the backlash was too much for him, too great for him, and he ended up taking his own life. If you remember back when I was doing the sodomy series, what was the warning of the Lord to people who are in this lifestyle? The Lord said that you will either lose your life or people will take your life. The warning that God gave was that men who are transgender, who keep on dressing up and posing as women and coming to these alpha males, because you want to see if you can hook an alpha male at the party or the garden event or the nightclub. You want to see if you can pass as female to these alpha men. And then you go home with them. And then these men discover that you are male. And then they go ballistic and they take your life. What I said in those prophecies is exactly what God showed me, that there are wages for sin. So today's crowd will say, are you condoning violence against people? And then I will have to say, do you have a hearing problem that you need a doctor to look at? The words are not confusing. The wages of sin is death. And the prophecy stated that those who continue walking in lifestyles of perversion, 
either terrible sicknesses will hold you and take your life. And God says the lesson will be that you will learn that sin has consequences. And the lesson your family will learn is that the next time people start going off key, off road in life and saying, this is my truth. The obligation of the family at least is to say there is only one truth. Truth is not subjective. It's objective. You must come back to the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if the family says nothing and just says, we're with you, Chad, we'll call you Chad Lena if that's what you want. God says that when the reaper who is already reaping in the earth for quite some years now reaches to that person who is in this life, the warning was that. You will take your own life or your life will be taken from you if you continue in these sins. And so scandal is coming. Data leaks are coming. Incriminating evidence is coming. Wives are not going to be able to take the heat in the kitchen. And now here is another prophecy that I received immediately after this first political prophecy. This is one prophecy. I wrote the whole prophecy down and then I, I sat back. It's still early morning, maybe about 8.30 at this time. I've, I've recovered everything that God wanted me to remember. I've written it down. And then I'm thinking, Lord, how deep does the rabbit hole go? How dirty is the politics in this country? And then without a break in transmission, the Lord begins to give me a totally different type of prophecy. And I pray that I will do this prophecy just justice because this is nothing to do with political revelations. This is everything to do with the theme that God never leaves. They are here and they are among us. Just a moment, please. This prophecy is also dated December the 6th, 2023, and it has a subtitle. And that subtitle is the other kind of wife the other kind of wife. I'm going to read to you exactly as the Lord was putting. Sometimes a prophecy is the Lord saying, tell them I will do this and do that. That is declarative prophecy. The Lord is actually speaking stuff. I write it. It's usually on the blog with quotation marks. I usually bold it to show this is the Lord speaking directly. But sometimes the prophecies that I get are just simply knowledge. The knowledge just begins to well up in my spirit and it almost sounds like a narrative. And literally all I have to do is listen to what he is saying, to what he is making known to me, this word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and write it all down. And this is how it goes. A lot of these women out here are not real. Today, I'm speaking specifically of blonde Caucasian women. I know what I saw and it will be said no matter who has what type of reaction. So if you listen and you immediately have a visceral reaction, oh, she's profiling, just ask yourself, this is not a police station. And I have been speaking about these blonde people almost since the beginning that God was showing me, especially the high platinum blondes. Men out there, if that is your type, you really need to go to your altar in prayer. You're going to listen to this prophecy, whether you are blonde, brunette, brown, or whatever, and you will do with the information what you, what you wish, but I'm not going to hold it back and I'm not going to temper it even a minuscule bit because is, it is the truth. And to those who will listen, it could save somebody's life. These women are not real. They are not people 
And you need to use discernment if, you des- if you've decided that that is your type. Normal blondes, I'm not talking to you. I'm directly saying that there are blondes who are not human. And their impact among us is far more than we think. At some point, this is not written here, but you have to admit, especially you older people, you who were watching TV when they first got that Technicolor and they started bringing color in and things like that, you absolutely know that at some point, someone somewhere decided that the ideal female archetype is the blue-eyed blonde. Hitler had this same vision. That was the vision that a brunette, black-eyed or dark brown-eyed man had to build an Aryan race. Blue eyes, blonde hair, perfect health, stature, superior wisdom. How does a brunette come up with that vision? Has anyone ever asked themselves where this archetype is coming from? It has been in the media, it has been in the movies, it has been in all visual media for as long as possible. And there is a group of aliens who look like this. High, high, high blonde hair. Like it's been bleached six times up. Not all of them have excessively long necks. They look just like people and sometimes they're very tall. Where has this archetype bled into society? God is warning, if this is your type, you better check four, five, six times and also fast. There are blondes who are not human and their impact among us is far more than we think. I do not think that these are poor women either because the process of making them look immaculate is expensive. And I do not think that poor women can afford this type of monthly outkeep. Upkeep. So this is what I saw. I saw a blonde woman of perfect Barbie doll proportions come to a dressing room. The side that she walked in, I just thought that she was walking into a salon. So that's the perspective that I was viewing from. I thought she walked into a salon and she sat in a chair and it looked exactly like a movie star's dressing room. There's a row of mirrors, you know, the curved mirrors like this that have the bulbs just like the old movie stars did. And She came to the last chair and then she started talking to a man who was in a black turtleneck with the sleeves pulled up. And as she sat down, I saw that this woman had, from a distance, you would say, oh, it looks like she has some kind of sun damage to her face. So her face looked a little bit rough here at the cheeks and also at the forehead. And so I was thinking, hmm, her skin was severely puckered and flaky across her chin her cheeks, and her forehead. In fact, she looked like she had a horrible case of the dry, flaky type of eczema. At first look, that's what I thought it was. And I stood there, because I was standing there from a distance watching, as, you know, the man reached out and he ran his thumb across her cheeks and he ran his his hand across her forehead. And he seemed to be assessing what I thought maybe was just a skin problem, but the woman was not feeling any of the kind of pain or tenderness that you think a person with bad psoriasis, the dry flaky kind, or the bad eczema would feel. I know that people get tender when flesh is inflamed. The woman's skin almost looked a little bit as if someone had rubbed her too hard with rock salt, but that would leave tenderness, but she didn't have that. And so, please excuse the noise. He's moving around this woman and his back is blocking my view. So I decide I'm going to come a little closer. As I come a little closer, two things happen. I'm able to see 
that this woman's skin that I just thought it's bad skin issue. It's not. This woman is actually peeling like a fence or a wall. The thing is, I wish I could explain it and I will try to explain it because I know that some people are only listening at this time. She had little flaps hanging off of her face, just like when paint gets old and it needs to be yanked off and then sand it off so that you can put a new coat of paint. The second thing that happened when I moved close is I found that we were not in a dressing room. It was actually a very wide warehouse. So initially my view was only seeing the tables and the mirrors, but then it widened and there was a whole warehouse behind us, a whole warehouse with lots of people working, working with cranes, with these long boxes stacked up upon each other. And the cranes were pulling boxes off or stacking boxes on. So the cranes would take a box, lift it all the way, put it on the shelf, then get another box, drive over there, put it on the shelf. They were stacking these long boxes and all that busyness was taking in the back. And then right here, we had a little part of the warehouse that had been converted into a beauty center. So now you have the picture, this woman's face is peeling, especially on the cheeks, very bad peeling on the cheeks and the forehead. And then I saw the man explaining something to her. So there's no sound as this man is talking to her. I can see that he's talking to her and explaining something. I can't hear what it, what it is. She's nodding. And then there's a basket there with cans. These cans that are metal cans that have a little ball inside, you shake it and it will like that. He takes them out and he shows her one and he's tapping at a, on a color square on the front of the can. So he's tapping at the color square and it's basically the color peach or tan or something like that. A Caucasian person's skin, a white person's skin. He's tapping at the color square and he's explaining to her and she's nodding. And then he takes the can and puts it back on the dressing table and then he gets a cloth a very clean cloth and he pours a liberal amount of some kind of liquid on the cloth when he's pouring it the word comes to me ethanol ethanol so i looked up ethanol and it's some kind of high smelling chemical that can be used to dissolve paint and then with this soaking ethanol cloth this man started please this this is a vision I didn't say I was sleeping here. I said I was marveling at the dirt in politics. He takes this cloth. I'm seeing the vision, seeing this warehouse, seeing the beauty center part of it, soaks this cloth and starts to wipe this woman's face. And as this man is wiping the face, the first thing that I see under the first wipe is glass. Glass, not plastic and not plasticine as I have always seen from these manufactured men and women. They are made of plastics. They are made of something that God calls plasticine. Some of them are even made of real flesh and blood. This woman was made of glass. And you might say to me, Celestial, how can a person be made of glass and not shatter in the daily process of life? How would a person not break? How would a person, how many times has this woman stumbled and she didn't shatter? This woman was mobile glass. It wasn't plexiglass. She was mobile glass. She could smile. She had cheeks. She had movement. I guess there's ways. 
There's ways. That's why two Thessalonians is there. That's why we always go back to the Bible. When you start to think that this is a sci-fi channel or something like that, we always go back to two Thessalonians two, where it talks about the deceivableness of the lying wonders that Satan is able to create. I know when your blowing glass is soft, it's mobile before it hardens into the final shape. She was animated. She was human. And the man was wiping her off. And as he was wiping her off, I'm starting to see her teeth in her mouth. I'm starting to see her tongue. He's wiping off her forehead and, and takes off her, her wig or whatever. And is wiping off her entire head. And I'm seeing her brain in there. I'm seeing her brain in there and I'm looking. He wiped her off. He asked her permission. She nodded. He unbuttoned her to just above breasts. So the entire decolletage, collarbones, entire tops of shoulders, these were areas that weren't experiencing the same roughness as this woman's face. This woman's face looked like a trusty wall at the farm that has been through so much rain and so many hot summers and so much rough winds and a couple hurricanes and maybe one Indian monsoon thrown in there. Her face was battered, beat, but the rest of her was not suffering the same wear and tear. But I think this man was an artist. I think this man was a stickler for detail and he wasn't going to paint her face and then not have it match her neck and her decolletage where the rest of her body wasn't suffering any wear and tear at all. So he asks her permission and he unbuttons her or pulls her dress down until the entire tops of her shoulders are exposed and the entire decolletage are exposed, the neck, the face. And then this living glass woman, her collarbone visible, her spinal cord going up her neck, her brain, her teeth. I'm all looking at it. This man rummages in his box of colors and he's looking and he's matching and he gets a can. And the Lord was putting it in my heart. This is artist paint, pressurized cans of paint. The kind that once it goes on and dries, ordinary things like the salt of your tears, like sunbathing or even swimming will not dissolve it. What I felt in my heart was acrylic paint. And I had to go on the internet. I went on the internet to see the same way I Googled to see exactly what this ethanol is. And I found out what it is. I found out that artists like acrylic paint because you can still work with it when it's wet. You can pat it and make it matte. You can layer it on, you can give it shape, but once it dries, normal wear and tear, including water does not affect it. And they like to use it in Hollywood to spray on dummies when they make dummies and scale models. They make a scale model of a dinosaur that they're going to have in a movie, scale model of the actor. They spray this stuff on because then it doesn't come off. So he was comparing the cans to match the skin on her. And when he found a match, he put all the other cans back in the basket and he started carefully working on this woman to match how she already was. He worked very carefully from the bosom up and he applied this paint in a very fine mist. So he wasn't spraying it on so that it could pile on. He was spraying it on in such a precise technique that it was misting. It was misting on her and the layers would build up very carefully. And then he would pat it with a soft cloth. And every time he would pat what he had painted, it looked exactly like skin. Skin isn't shiny. 
Skin is matte. I'm always talking about this when I'm warning people to stay away from these glowy lizards. If you see people who are shiny, this is a sign that you are in the wrong spot and you need to move away from where you are. So he was blending her. This man built up color in this woman, light, shadow, dark. He blushed her cheeks. He rosied her lips. This woman was beautiful. She looked radiant, looked good. He gave her this subtle makeup look. Imagine always being able to, to look like that when you wake up. How many of the wealthy men go, you're always so perfectly made up. And she goes, I just wake up like this. She's not lying. She is not lying. So he finished with her and he spins her around so that she can see what she looks like in the mirror. And she was delighted. She gave this laugh. She was delighted. She was so excited. She's talking to him. She's probably telling him that he's the maestro of maestros. She leans in. She kisses him on both cheeks. Then she took her expensive handbag and she left. And I'm standing there and I'm wondering, why didn't she pay for this? But then on second thought, thinking about that warehouse with all that product, which was probably more of that lady and her sisters in that warehouse, this is a large scale operation. And these walking dolls don't need to pay because the man is working for people that offers this upkeep service to these walking dolls. I said, I do not think that that was a creature. That was a doll. And here is the information that began to pour in my heart. The reason that that is not a creature is because creatures are very hard to control. For one thing, creatures are extremely hard to control. Creatures are extremely not docile or easily integrated into human society. And also creatures are fully supernatural. Supernatural beings do not need to go to the warehouse for maintenance. Creatures can handle themselves just fine. They can turn into whatever they want, including into human form, and then turn themselves back again. So a creature... A famous creature that many people will know from TV is Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf has his good days and his bad days. Teen Wolf goes to high school. He wears the Letterman jacket. He is a jock. He plays football. He's everybody's favorite quarterback. And why not? He's a wolf. He's faster than the other boys. So of course he would get that coveted spot. The problem is full moon week of the month. That's when Teen Wolf gets a little hairy and he doesn't want to eat normal food. And he has to tell his girlfriend not tonight, Melanie, because he doesn't want to eat Melanie. Creatures operate under supernatural power. They are from the spirit realm. We too have supernatural power. The power of the Holy Ghost in us makes us spiritual creatures. We're not just flesh and blood. We have the all coveted soul that even creatures don't have. But this is a spiritual thing, the realm of the Nephilim. That is where creatures come from. And so creatures are not like these dolls. Creatures have been doing what they do for centuries. These dolls have not existed for centuries. These dolls are a relatively new invention, maybe seven decades or less. They were created in this century. Walking dolls, synthetics, clones, 
These are not things that existed in the era of the Nephilim, in the age of the Titans, in the age of the giants. The giants are in the Bible. So that's how far back they go. Those are creatures. Creatures have been doing what they've been doing for centuries and they don't need help. A wolf or a dolphin that is also a person qualifies as a creature and it doesn't need anyone's help to traverse the divide. That means to move between the realm of wolf or human, dolphin or mermaid or human. It can change on its own anytime it feels like it. And each shape will be the perfect mimicry of the body type. So when a creature wolf is a wolf, it's never going to need to go to the wolf chop shop and get new hair patched on. It will simply grow it organically. And when it's a person, he'll just shave more than normal, but he won't need to go to the upkeep warehouse. Creatures, Nephilim, hybrids are all organic. This means that they're all made of matter. They have flesh, they have bone, they have teeth, they have hair. The same way that we human beings have these things, they are real beings with the capability to multiply and to give birth among their kind. And they can also blend with humanity without outside help. But dolls need help. They are inorganic, meaning that they are made of materials. And here are some of the materials that they're made of. They are made of plastic. They are made of plasticine. They have metal pieces and they also have electrical circuitry. Please remember that I said all this information was just coming up in me and I was just writing it down. So even though a doll may be very sophisticated, it is still not human and it is not alive as creatures are alive. Plastic and other man-made materials, the Lord told me, are called synthetic polymers. Now I know that synthetic means not naturally occurring, made by man, and I think a polymer is a mix of materials. Maybe it's a chemical mix of materials, or maybe it's when you naturally blend materials together, like two different types of cloth. Dolls need constant upkeep and service. They wear down. They wear out. They suffer breakdowns and malfunctions, even in public. And those public malfunctions have to be covered up. Dolls have electrical wires in them. And those wires can suffer short circuits. Speaking of the ones that run on electrical circuitry, which was coming into my heart is the old technology. Imagine that. So there's some of these dolls that have been there since who knows, and they literally have wiring running in them. If you were to open them, you would find that that person doesn't have an esophagus. That person doesn't have liver or lungs, anything. They just have complicated machinery in there. But God said that these old dolls can suffer short circuits because that's the old technology. They have electrical faults. They halt, they freeze, and they can get stuck just like an elevator gets stuck. And if you will remember, I'm going to say it here for everybody who has never heard it before and everybody who might have forgotten. God says that a lot of the world leaders have a clone, a replica, a doll. I know one leader who has a doll and that is written on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog is Vladimir Putin. Putin has a doll. He has a mechanical thing that is just like him that may take his place in public appearances so that he can be off doing something else and the doll is 
That man could fly anywhere in the world and go do anything and the doll will be sitting in Russia and people will never know where the real man has gone and what he is up to. So the Lord showed that to me in a dream. I haven't yet made that dream because that dream also includes when Russia comes here to America, how they're going to force America, Americans to fight in the war against Americans. That's right. When Americans are rebelling against Russia, the Russians are going to conscript and force American men and women to join the Russian army and to fight against their own brethren. And I, that is where I, I first saw that Putin also has a doll. But here at home, Joe Biden has a doll. You can find it in the prophecy that is called Changes Ahead. And what the Lord said about the Joe Biden doll is that they're allowing that doll to break down on camera. So whether the real man is there or not, I do not speculate. What I know is God says the person that we see going, her, 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 and you know the thing, that is a doll. And the Lord says that they're letting the doll have malfunctions on camera. You're just hearing it here. He says they're letting it have breakdowns on camera because every time he falls, the confidence of the nation falls with him. And what happens? America's enemies become emboldened. So a traditional enemy like Iran will start to feel very good about their chances coming up against a nation that is led by someone who falls off a stationary bike and spends more time investigating the floor than standing upright. He said that they're letting the doll deteriorate on camera. Maybe they interchange the doll with the real person. I shall not say. I do know that the Lord says that there is a Joe Biden doll. The doll falls. The doll has breakdowns. The doll may not even look like the person you know or you knew when the president was younger. People who have known him for a long time may be able to tell the difference between the, the thing that comes out occasionally and who the real person used to look like. We have to talk about these things because these are realities. This is the whole point of a prophecy. It is to reveal the secret things and the hidden things to bring it out. And so the old, the old technology has electrical faults. It halts, it freezes, it falls over, it gets stuck, he says, just like an elevator. Now he says, the real ones do not have these types of complications. I've spoken about these real ones. They're dolls that are just like people. I said that you marry these dolls, you fall in love with the doll, you give the doll a beautiful Tiffany necklace, the doll will cry and just say, oh, Jeffrey, I love it. It will produce tears. You, you marry a doll, you sleep with him, he will give you twins. It's just a problem because your twins will not have a soul and they will not have a soul for obvious reasons because God is not like some of the people who come to this place. God does not hand souls out to hybrids to all the people who come here and talk about, do the hybrids know that they are hybrids? I'm concerned about them. How come there's no forgiveness for the hybrid? All I want to know is how come you hate Jesus so much that you think the blood that he shed in that agonizing tableau that he went through to redeem us should also be on the table for hybrids? That's the real question on the table. Why are you struggling with the concept of understanding that hybrids are evil. The reason you struggle is because you have no reverence for the Lord. That is this generation's general posture because there are people who God will say, this is evil. And for that person, the door is shut. This was Noah. 
The Lord said, it's going to rain, build a boat. And Noah was like two nails and hammer. I'm on it, God. That was all. He wasn't having further questions of what is rain? How should I believe you? How do I know that you're telling the truth? That's the obedient posture of God's children. But then there are reprobates who claim that they are Christians. And what they're struggling with is hybrid well-being. What's going to happen to them after death? Those are questions that don't keep God's real children up at night. I know that there are real children out there. They don't care what's going to happen to hybrids. They don't care about the future that I have been prophesying here. Go and look for the prophecy on my channel with the picture of the pig. We do not care. We, the true Christians, don't care if the hybrid pig children ever get rights. We don't care if the clones will ever actually get economic equity with people because they'll put them in the factory first and they'll be working day and night so we can sleep. And then geniuses out there will start to say, well, it's not fair. They're working unnatural hours, skipping over the fact that something that is unnatural from its creation cannot care if it works too many hours of the day. It has no feelings. It is a thing. But the, there are still people out there for whom this is the big question. No matter, every, right under this video, let's give it 24 hours, people will come and say, but what about the hybrids? Do they know that they're hybrids? And I always ask, does a rabbit know it's a rabbit? Have we ever seen a rabbit in a suit going to work? Or is it not out in the cabbage patch eating up all the carrots? Because that's what rabbits do. Can a thing not know that it is a thing? These are the minds of the end times. When a hybrid mates with a person, God will never waste a human soul by putting it into the abomination that comes out. Coming out through the birth canal doesn't gain you the right to have a soul, but only true children of God who honor him and read the Bible and know his character understand that. And so we don't even have those types of questions because we know that souls are not to be wasted on the undead. God says that these real, real dolls, the real synthetics, don't suffer from mechanical breakdowns because they're not the old technology. This is how they're made. He said they're cultured from skin and bone like us. So they will take stem cells from the mouth, take stem cells from wherever stem cells are made on the body. And he said that they are cultured. And that word cultured doesn't mean fancy and well brought up. It means cultured in a lab. It means raised from a primal soup of human stem cells, blood, and electrolyte solution. And then the hybrid or the clone, the undead thing that nobody should be worrying about how they're going to get on. He says it grows into a living organism feeding on that mix of stem cells, blood, and electrolyte solution until it becomes a living organism that eventually has the full appearance of a person in every way, except that it doesn't have a soul. Dolls don't have souls and creatures don't either. But the difference is one is real, that's the creatures, and one is not. That's the dolls. And so there are women out there that are not women. And I warned about this in the prophecy that is called serpentide people, serpentine people, humanoids, 
robotoids, something like that. I think I did that prophecy in 2021. And the cover of the prophecy here on the master's voice is a robot woman that is crawling and her entire midsection is missing. And what God was talking about in that prophecy was just saying that the lust of men is going to lead them to their destruction. The lust of men is going to lead them to look at the outside of a woman and think she's very beautiful. She's very articulate the way she carries herself, or even if she's not the rich type of woman, just an ordinary woman, God says that these people, these false beings are so well-made, especially the high level ones that when they are integrated in society, by the time they're finished talking and laughing and asking you, can I refresh your drink? You will not know that that's a real woman. And the natural lust of men, he said, because the natural lust of men, very few men actually do the self work to bridle that lust. Because men operate through the eyes. They look at, they covet, and they desire, whether it's power, money, a horsepower engine, or a woman, it's all the same. What they look is what they want. And so by looking, you cannot determine that this thing is dead. I have never seen a glass hybrid in my life. He wiped the woman. And at first I thought, why is that area dark? Why? And then he kept wiping and her tongue and her row of teeth was there as plain as you please. He wiped her whole face off and then sprayed new skin on her and sent her on her way fit for the next two to three months. And then she'll tell him, honey, I'm going on a girl's trip to Florida and then go to the warehouse and get resprayed, retanned, and is back to her upper class life with her husband who doesn't know that she's just dead. These are the realities. God can talk about the American political system and then just turn around and drop another thunderbolt, another double whammy, and say that we should be careful, that we are integrated with things. And people who are not promiscuous, you have nothing to fear. This is the fear of the promiscuous. This is the fear of the ones who are led by sight and not by spirit. Because no matter how good something looks, spirit witnesses with spirit. The spirit will know what is inside there. It is the discernment of the Lord that can tell you that a man who is good on paper is going to end up beating the side of your head in and will just tell you he's not for you. He's not for you because he's dressed and you can't see his violence, but God is already, God can hear the 911 call eight years into that marriage. God can hear your baby screaming, mommy, mommy, and trying to call 911 because of what looks good now, what he will do to you in the future. And the same for women. God knows, but people have no space for God in their daily lives. He's an addendum, something you patch on at the end just to say, but I'm Christian. There's a difference. This Christian life lived from the inside by the spirit. The spirit will witness, this is for you, let that go. And then for some, even after the spirit witnesses, their problem is an obedience problem. The Holy Spirit can speak, but they'll still be, well, celestial, what about this and what about that? I've given multiple warnings over the years. And so there's no need to really redig that ground. Everyone is going to choose their own ending because that's the whole point of obedience. 
you hear the Lord today. If you hear his voice, the scripture says in Hebrews three, do not harden your heart because that is what the fathers did in the rebellion. They heard God, but the word that they heard was not mixed with faith in them. And what was the outcome? Their bodies dropped, their carcasses dropped in the wilderness. God will speak and say, this is evil. These people are hiding these things now, but I have already prophesied of a time when it will be, there will be a spike, a sudden uptick. You don't hear people talking about hybrids now. All of a sudden you will see it on every channel. It will be the hottest thing. Why is that? Because I said in the prophecy that is called the human alien hybrid question. That is one of the most comprehensive prophecies I've done on this phenomenon of hybrids, synthetics, creatures in the midst, those who love them and care about their well-being, how this is not a wise tack to take. God said that the media is going to lead the charge to normalize fringe. So what is fringe now? What they could mock you for now? Talking about aliens, when I was talking about it, everybody was looking at me sideways and all of a sudden, it was the US government and not myself that came and sat and started debriefing whistleblowers on live TV. I didn't do that. I just told you three years ago that they will bring it to the forefront, the things that they have always mocked people for. I said that the media will bring it to the forefront and the government will begin to talk about it as if they've always acknowledged it, as if it's always been true, things that they've killed people for, They've silenced whistleblowers for it. They've mocked people for it, destroyed their lives, I said. I said, wives have left people over this and friends have ditched people over this because they dare to share and talk about their experience. And the US government, Langley, was behind ostracizing those people. And if they didn't keep quiet long enough, then they simply killed them. But I said that in America, truth is carefully managed. It is always suppressed until it's time, until we reach that agenda flashpoint. When it's time for it to come out, all of a sudden you'll see it everywhere. All of a sudden it will be a top talking point. All of a sudden, everywhere you look, everybody will be talking about hybrids. And I said that you'll be in your kitchen cooking the spaghetti and wondering, how did we go from wonder talking about simple things like, do we go to green cars? Do we switch to green energy? How did we go from talking about global warming and all that? Suddenly hybrids, aliens is the buzzword. It's coming. It's coming. We are reaching a tipping point. We are going out of the era of light into the era of darkness. And when we go into that era of darkness, there will be no need for a half creature to hide himself. There will be no need for the clones to hide themselves. They will come out and they will say, we don't appreciate these factory jobs. We wanna work in the offices. Some of us are smart. We don't wanna work in the warehouses just because we are tireless. We want to have the human experiences. In the transhumanism prophecies, I talked about it and I said that there will be people who will advocate for these creatures. They will be you that worry about their well-being now. I know that you will be at the front of the hybrid conga line holding up the signs that say hybrids, hybrid lives matter, clone lives matter. Because there's contingents of people all over this world concentrated in this nation 
who simply must stand up for sin. They don't know what to do with themselves if they can't advocate for sin. If they can't support Satan, they don't know what to do with themselves. If they can't back the devil up. God showed me the dreams that there will be massive protests all over the world over these other wives, the other kind of wife. They will come out and they will say, we want rights. We want to live with you. We want to blend with you. The fallen angels who are the last to get here will do the same. They will come and they will say, we want to integrate with man. We want to show you our technologies. They will win people over with technologies. Let's just continue. One of the things that the Lord has said to me in, in recent days, today is December the 6th, so maybe within the last 10 days, the Lord just, just all of a sudden says to me one day, Celestial, very soon your homes will be filled with a new type of handheld technology. Now, walking with the Lord a long time, and this is something I highly encourage people as Christians, let us not be lazy. Let us not be lazy in our thinking. M many of us don't like to think. When a thing is said, we just like to say, well, what does that mean? Did you think about it? Do you actually spend any time thinking about the things that you hear and pressing your own brain to go deeper in understanding without always needing to ask someone, what does this mean? What does this mean? Did you think about it? The Lord said to me very soon, my daughter, your homes will be filled with a new handheld type of technology. And instantly the first thing that comes to me is, oh no, oh no, we are going to soon suffer another wave of industrialization that comes from the fallen. That's the first thing that came to me because I knew that God wasn't talking about this. This is a tablet. We're used to tablets. I knew he wasn't talking about the microphone that I'm using to record for you. I knew he wasn't talking about the cell phone. I knew he wasn't talking about my laptop. All these things have been introduced to us for 20 or 30 years now. But before that, I would say maybe in the 50s and 60s, wasn't there a brand new wave of home devices that you had never seen before? The coffee maker entered the home. Right now to us in this generation, a coffee maker isn't even technology. For some people, it's life. If they don't have a coffee maker, then what is the future? The coffee maker entered the home for the first time. The hair curler and the blow dryer entered the home for the first time. The special electric stove and the thing that used to roast the pork chop, whatever that is, the little, the little oven, the smaller oven that's not the big oven. A lot of people still use it now to make a homemade rotisserie chicken and things like that. The lawnmower made its first appearance and the electric shaver for men. A wave of things that America had never seen before entered modernization. Have you seen the hair dryers lately? Because I noticed in 2017, when they first started changing from the normal curved bell barrel, now they look almost exactly like those guns they were pointing at our heads during COVID. The minute the Lord said to me, my mind, the wheels of my mind got turning and I thought a new wave 
of technology is coming that is new and shocking, even for us who are almost burnt out on technology. And he says it's small and handheld devices. So these are things that will be on the market. The Google Glass is one. The Google Glass is one, but I had the dream in 2018 of the goggles that everybody had. And I said that my relative knew somehow that I didn't have them. And he called me and he said, how come you don't have the goggles? And I said, what are you talking about? And I said, also, how do you know? And he said to me, I can see you. He could somehow see me through the phone, but we weren't having a video call. He somehow just knew that I didn't have the, the glasses. And he told me, everybody's got one. He bought me a pair. He said, I'm going to buy you a pair and ship it to you. And it was as if while we were on the call, he had already completed the thing. He had already completed the purchase. And then not long after, those goggles came to me. And I said, I took the goggles and I put them on. I put, I put them on. And when I put them on, I went outside to test them. And I said, I had a short lawn, a short mowed lawn, but the grass was as tall as the final scene in Gladiator when Russell Crowe is walking through the fields and he's running his hand through the ripe fields of corn. The, the grass was tall. The grass was super green, extremely healthy, and it was waving even though there was no wind on grass that wasn't actually that tall. And the grass was whispering. And I said, another thing the goggles does did was make me super smart. I was in the process of writing a book. And when I put those goggles on, my mind began to fire off ideas. I began to see this goes here and that premise goes here. And I thought, wow, I have got to get in the house and get this down. They enhanced intelligence. And God says that is coming to be in the homes with us. There is always a contingent that will want everything. And there is a point for using the technology. If I didn't have the technology, how would I come to your homes and tell you all this that the Lord is saying? But there are people who the space inside them is not for God. They can never hear and obey. They are the perpetual canes of the earth. They are the ones that the Bible says, the wicked go astray from the womb. And the Lord is always telling me how many of those degenerates are right in the church. You are in the church. You believe that you are saved. You believe that you are saved, but I know that you are not saved because your speech and what you care about betrays you. You don't care about Jesus. You don't care about him. You don't care about his laws. As Psalm 119 says, you don't care to know him as he is in spirit and in truth. You care about Satan and Satan's children. And the day is coming. The day is coming where the divide will be too great. And all of you will depart. You will fulfill the scripture that says they went out from among us because they were not of us. And I am just sitting here because I know that day is coming. I'm not going to force you. You don't need to be forced. You will leave yourself. Because when the spiritual times heat up, the righteous will not abide sin and the sinners will not abide a righteous. We will naturally separate. And then everyone will know that the great falling away hasn't happened yet. When it happens, no one is going to miss it because we will be two groups in the street, hybrid rights versus they should not be alive. The camp lines will be clearly drawn and no one, you will be in, unable to pretend to be saved 
anymore because the lack of honor, love, and respect for Jesus Christ, even in small ways when he says, your body is a temple, I live here, don't fornicate. Your true nature to love the fornication and to love the ways of the devil, it will come out. No one will force you. You will depart. And I've always said that this departing is essential because there are children out there sleeping with their boyfriends, young women, men committing affairs. You think of God, no percent. The seats in the house of God are waiting for you. You are the sons and daughters who will come in. The last day's grapes that God says, we the church should not get weary of pressing on because those souls are still out there. That's the only reason I keep showing up here. That's the only reason I'm still here because he told me, find and prepare me a people fit to meet me. Transhumanists, you are not fit to meet the Lord. You will go out and these empty seats, I'm guarding them because the people who are going to sit in them are coming. Muslims, they are coming. I always see myself serving these people. They are coming and they will be so hungry. An old dream the Lord gave me. Muslims came, they just came into my house and they were trying to talk to me and I couldn't understand them and they couldn't understand me. And then they got tired of trying to explain themselves and they simply went to the freezer, opened the freezer and took out bread. You know, when you freeze bread, it stays very fresh. You can pull it out and let it defrost naturally and it's perfect like the day you bought it. They went to the freezer and they took out bread and they were so hungry they began to break and crumble the frozen bread and shove it in their mouths. And I told them, no, no, no. Finally understood, these people are hungry. And I told them, sit down. And I sat them at the kitchen table and made them a meal, no pork, served them and then they ate. And when they had been satiated, then when I spoke to them about Jesus, they could understand me perfectly, even though I wasn't speaking their language. The Lord is not busy with what America thinks he's busy with. He is looking for the souls of his lost sheep. Maybe reckless love is right after all. There's no door he won't kick down and there's no mountain he won't climb up looking for the sheep, but he's not looking for the rebellious sheep who think that they have all the time in the world to question the Holy Spirit and question God and question who are you. No, just go with the gadgets, Go with the hybrids, go with the things that you are struggling with. The true seed, those who are like Ruth. Where you go, I go, Jesus. What you do, I do, Jesus. Bid me not to depart from you, Jesus. Those people, some of you, you have been in the church for 50 years and you will complete your full 50 years and go and sleep in the arms of your father. I'm not saying that every person who is in the church is going to fall away, nor am I saying that we cannot have questions, but imagine exalting your human ideals and your human proclivities, the things you want to have sympathy for. Imagine exalting that over a simple message from our father that says, don't touch. When he says, don't touch, what other discussion is there? What other discussion are we having? What are we struggling with? It's your own disobedience that you're struggling with, but some of us are not struggling at all. And let the church of Jesus Christ say, amen. I am celestial and this is the master's voice. The prophecy is called the conservative dash a public showing 
a prophecy about the Lord saying that the skirts of the Republican Party is going to be lifted up in a very public way. Scandals, exposures are coming out, affairs, child porn, adultery falls from the very top as data is leaked, as secret information comes out, as Facebook lives go on and the victims begin to talk about the senator who paid them for a night in Vegas, except that he's a boy and the senator is a man. God getting ready to tear down the facade of so-called righteous Christian right-wing American patriotism. Also, the other type of wife, upmarket blonde hybrid females made of glass and other substances. Be very careful, men. Lust can cut your life short. I'm Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. God bless you, and until I see you again, goodbye.